It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Oh, TGIF, my friend. And not just TGIF. Happy International Beer Day, everybody. And a good day to you. There is nothing wrong with uh, beer, beer of any kind. We celebrate it internationally, of course. What is your favorite beer? Okay, okay Canadian excluded. Because it is International Beer Day. What's your favorite beer, international beer? Well, it wouldn't be Canadian anyway. I do like a number of Canadian beers, but my favorite would... I don't think there's any Canadian beer that would even be in the top ten. But I do have a lot of favorites that I like for different reasons, and it depends on the mood I'm in. Typically, my favorite beer, I'd have to say overall, is Tenants. Brewed in Scotland... Uh, I've been to the brewery. It's fantastic. I love tenants, but it's not as easy to find as it used to be. More places are offering harp. I very much like harp. Harp. That's okay. the lager version of Guinness. I also like Guinness. I like Stella. Oh, I can't do Guinness. Really? Can't do Guinness. No, too oh. much. Too oh, I'm just kind of wondering what the fuck your problem is. Okay, that's I fine. know. You know what my fucking problem is? It's lighter. <laughs> it's lighter. Nothing. It's light or nothing for me with beers because I uh, get tipsy very – with beer, I don't know what it is, Scott, because some people can just sit there and lounge and drink a beer. I'm a nurser of the beer. I will have that beer all night. So if I want to get fucked up, I do not touch beer because I will just sip so slow. It takes me forever. So it is perfect for those occasions where I don't want to have you know too much to drink that evening. So I'll have a beer because I know I'm going to have that beer in my hand. I don't even care if it's like room temperature. I will just have that beer in my hand and sip on it and I enjoy the taste of it, but I don't want to chug it. It's too bubbly. I don't know these people who are chugging back beers. It's just not my thing. But in the summertime, a light beer. I don't care what it is. I so do not discriminate as long as it's a lighter beer. I'll drink it. It just, I take forever, man. I, there's jokes. Like, there's running jokes in my family about how long it takes me to drink a beer. It's ridiculous. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, it, there's a lot of anecdotal evidence that if you do shower beers, women in particular, it's very good for their skin and their mindset and well-being. Have you ever taken a beer in the shower with you? I have never thought to do that. And I have heard of this, but I didn't know there was actual, is there actual like supported facts about that? No, I think the last person to comment on this was Margot Robbie did a whole big interview segment on how much she likes shower beers. Basically what you do, and this is typically a girl thing. You get the shower as hot as it'll go. You jump in the shower, you acclimatize, and then you start drinking that cold, cold beer. Apparently, it's good for you. If you can do it, do it. I highly recommend it. Shower beers, everybody. Uh, Oh, and when it comes to my everyday around-the-house beer or my driving beer, I'm kidding, by the way. (laughs) Joke. (laughs) Jeez. Come on, Um, Scott. No, typically, and I know people like to shit on it from time to time, but I actually, my go-to is usually Bud Light. I'll drink a Bud Light. Bud Light. Okay. Sapporo is a fine beer, and even though it's Japanese, it is brewed in Guelph, Ontario, so that's good. Brewed by Sleeman. Um, Heineken, better than Stella. Don't at me. Uh, And Guinness is a a fabulous beer. I actually consider Guinness a very light beer. It's not as much carbonation, so you can drink it easier. It's really like mother's milk. It's just fabulous. There's not a lot wrong with a Guinness. But anyway, today is the day, International Beer Day, so have yourself a good one. You're probably going to need a few of them if you're watching the Leaf game, because if they're as shitty tonight as they were last night, we're screwed. Series is over. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I fe- so I ended up going to sleep in the third, and that was the moment I went, 
Great job. Like, this is good. Everything, everything's great. I'm going to go to bed. I'm happy. Everything's good. And then I woke up. We're up 3 nothing. This is awesome. I woke up and went, what the actual fuck is happening right now? Isn't that terrible? It's bad. Blew a three-goal lead. All that talent. Uh, one of the most expensive. They've used up almost every penny of the salary cap to buy some of the best players on paper there are. The problem is they skate like they're made of paper. <laughs> they're terrible. Well, well, they were me, last night. Let me ask you this. We'll, do, we'll cover a little bit of sports in this podcast. Why the heck not? So sure. let me get your take on this. Because a lot of people I found on Twitter, as I was going back and watching the rest of the game and then looking it up on Twitter after the fact, that's usually what I do to see what people are saying, they blamed two people. But I found actually more people blamed, and do you agree, Kyle Dubas? I don't understand what people think Kyle Dubas has to do with this. Kyle Dubas went out and assembled an absolutely pristine roster on paper. But can they win? Sure, on paper, but can they win? Uh, yeah, you know what? They've got every piece they need. They've got two complete, completely dominating lines. One and two are absolutely out of this world. And even if another team figures out how to shut down the Tavares line, then they've got to deal with the Matthews line. And most teams, if you ask them, who would you rather shoot on you, Austin Matthews or John Tavares? Most teams would say, fuck neither of them. But here we are. We've got those two lines. And our fourth line is Eh. third line is eh. but either way we're a one-two punch it's good our defense not fantastic but we've got some good pieces there the problem here is that they don't play like a team sometimes and they get it's such a rookie mistake to just take your foot off the gas when you're up by three goals in the third and that's exactly what they did and columbus crept back into it and it's funny because as soon as that first goal dropped i thought they're gonna score another one Sure enough, they did score another one. As soon as they got the second goal, I thought, we're fucked. We're done. Mm -hmm. There's no way. They scored two unanswered now. There's no way they're going to stop now because they're hungry and they don't want to be facing elimination tonight. And now we're facing elimination and it pisses me off. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think the Raptors can go all the way? I, I do. I do. I mean, I hope, but I also do think. I truly do. I, I think that they're... They, I say they, but I think everyone knows what I mean when I say they. I think they're doing their best to make that not happen. But, not the team. I think maybe some officials. And I feel like they're always, maybe that's just me because I love them so much, but I feel like they're always being rooted against almost. And I mean, we won a championship last year, so they can all suck it. Mm -hmm. But I think that we are on the right track to see something pretty incredible coming from the Raptors this very weird season. I think we're just missing one guy with the Raptors. I mean, last year, teams didn't know what to do. You mean Kawhi, oh. right? Like you're saying we're missing Kawhi, yes. Well, this is the thing, right? Kawhi, even when he's uh, in double coverage, can still be a threat. So teams would double up on Kawhi. And then you've got Lowry wide open. Or you've got Van Vliet wide open. And and now it's really Kyle or Fred. And, and mm-hmm. they can put some of their best guys on those two. All right, well, if those two are covered, where does the ball go? I think we just need, and and not to take anything away from any of the other Raptors, I think we have one of the best benches in the NBA, but we need just one more offensive threat. I don't think anybody's too worried about Mark Gasol with the ball. No offense to Mark. He's great, and he does a lot for us, but he's not the guy who's going to screw over another team. One more guy is all we needed. But either way, I mean, they're still doing great with the worst And by worst, I mean hardest schedule before the playoffs. They gave the Raptors the absolute most difficult 
schedule there was. And that is exactly the reason that I tend to agree with you that there's people out there that make decisions that don't want the Raptors to repeat. Mm-hmm. Yep. So anyway, go Raptors, go, go Leafs, go Jays. I don't care. And that's our look into sports. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't care about baseball because I don't think it's going to finish anyway. I don't uh, know. I know. Well, we've, we've talked about in the podcast at length. Feel free to go back and listen to us rant about how fucking dumb they are in the MLB doing what they're doing. But anyway. Uh, comedian Norm MacDonald, he's great. I know that not everybody likes Norm, but his comedy is so good. Dry sense of humor. He partnered on something, and I think he's going to hit a home run with this. It's a new app called Loco. L-O-K-O. And basically, it's Tinder. But it's not Tinder. You don't have a profile picture on Loco. You have to put up a profile video. It's a good way to really get to know the personality of the person you're interested in. Why? Why did it take? Why did it take us so long to figure that out? Like you just said that. And and then I realized that's exactly the way it should be. Yeah. You You want to see them in, in real life. People can look good in pictures for that split second while the shutter is snapping. But when it's a video, eh, maybe you will get a different perspective on them. Maybe yes. you'll get a little bit about their personality. Yes. Or maybe they... Uh, sexy they, voice. Sexy, sexy voice. Sexy voice. Right. And maybe that would t- make someone attractive that you otherwise didn't find as attractive as you Absolutely. set out looking for. You pick up on so many things from a person when you actually can see them in person. Their mannerisms. Perhaps it turns you on. Perhaps it could turn you off. Uh, the way The way they talk... Do they, you know, I don't know, have an accent you didn't realize and that turns you on even more? I mean, Mm -hmm. it could be a number of things. I kind of like this. Absolutely. So it's called Loco. I think it's out now. If you want to download it, you have to put up a video. And and right away, that scares some people. Oh, I don't want to put out a video. A picture is one thing. I'm not putting out a video. Well, if you're interested, I think this will probably lead to more interesting connections Mm. with some of the people on there. I like it. We hear a lot about bridezillas. Is there a such thing as a groomzilla? Do you think? Sure. I think that it would be less common. Absolutely less common, but I'm sure it exists. 29-year-old guy, and he posted in Reddit's Am I an Asshole section earlier this week. He says he's upset because family members are pushing back on the dress code that he's implemented for his wedding next month. This is what he writes. We've been clear from the beginning. This is a white tie event. The dress code will be fully enforced. White tie, no unnaturally dyed hair, no visible tattoos, no piercings. So I'm thumbing through the comments on this. And by and large, if I could summarize, generally people agree, yes, you're an asshole. But there's some people who are suggesting, dude, you don't have to toe the line for your fiance. If she's being a bridezilla, just let her be a bridezilla. Well, then he finally replied and pointed out, no, 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 no. My future wife agrees with this dress code, but this is me putting it out there. Basically, he wants to be known as a groomzilla and take some of the heat off of his potential bridezilla. So, hey, uh, gender equality being what it is, sure, you're an asshole and you're a bridezilla. What do you think of that dress code, though? Is that unrealistic for a wedding? Yeah, I mean, uh, ugh. at a certain point, we can decide whether we go to these events or not. Do you really have a choice? What if it's family? <sighs> I don't want to go to a white tie wedding. Although I think I might appreciate a white tie wedding. For those who don't know, black tie is formal. White tie 
is a step above formal. Yeah, it's very ritzy, glamour. I'm assuming that they have a whole theme going with this, right? I believe so. Like the decor. It's going to be top-notch. Honestly, I would go. Absolutely, because especially if I look on the venue and the venue is like this glitzy, beautiful spot or you know that they put a lot of money into it, I would go because I'd want to check it out. I do understand, though, maybe not everybody they invited had the ability to make themselves look good. But could you do that cheaply? Could you do that cheaply? A white tie wedding? No, absolutely not. You can't have a white tie wedding and, and then put out a shitty meal. You can't have a white tie wedding at a cash bar. But what about as an attendee? As someone who's attending it, could you get away with being cheap as a guest? No. You're going to have to give big money for that. That's the thing. And and I fully disagree with the concept of, oh, this wedding probably cost a fortune, so we should give them more money. I hate that. I don't care how much your wedding costs. It's not my job to pay for your wedding. The gift that I give you is not going to be cheap. But I'm also not going to raise how much I was going to give you just because you paid too much for your wedding. That, to me, is a stupid idea. But I know that there are some people who will feel that way. Uh, He's probably going to make a fortune. There's a lot of weddings that should probably open up as a business and get themselves an HST number with the amount of money that's changing hands for those weddings. I mean, you're not kidding there. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about... um, uh, this new music video from Cardi B and Megan the Stallion. We, you can watch it on scottandcat.ca right now if you want. Just came out. Cardi B is basically naked. Like she's in a <laughs> she's in a like a dress kind of dealy here and in that dress her boobs have holes that they come out and she puts some pasties over her nipples. Yeah. If you've ever wondered what Cardi B's tits look like, just watch this video cuz there's nothing left to the imagination. Nothing. And, I mean, it's hot. It's hot. But the lyrics are dirty, man. Oh, Holy yeah, they're filthy. cow. Did you, Do you expect like anything it, though, different? or do you not like it? Because I don't think you've actually weighed in on whether or not you like it. Okay, so having heard it a few times now, I'm okay with a filthy song. Like, I will still play some old school. I think Lil' Kim used to do it the best back in the day. I will still listen to that. Eve even has a couple of old songs that you're like, what did she just say? What I really like about this is, I don't know, maybe I'm overthinking it. You could probably say that. But I love that this is women singing about themselves. It's kind of powerful in a way, talking about what they want. It's they're in power. It's not always, it doesn't always have to be about the guys saying they want this and they want that. They're talking about uh, eating their cookie and, I mean, you can put all of it together, eating the cookie and... I have the lyrics if you'd like me to read them to you. Yep, I, I, I would love nothing more. Okay, this is going to be a Scott Fox interpretation. <laughs> you, you're going to make this so unsexy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, if, you want, if you're feeling a little horny right now and you want to, like, turn yourself off, turn this podcast up right now. Here comes Scott with Megan the Stallion and Cardi fucking B. Yes! Here we go. Yeah. You fucking with some wet ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. Give me everything you got for this wet ass pussy. Beat it up, N-word. Catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this pussy right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top. I want a ride. I do a Kegel while it's inside. Spit in my mouth. Look in my eyes. This pussy is wet. Come take a dive. (laughs) Tie me up like I'm surprised. Let's role play. I'll wear a disguise. I want you to park that Big Mac truck right in this little garage. Make it cream. Make me scream. 
out in public. Make a scene. I don't cook. I don't clean. But let me tell you, I got this ring. How was that? Are you turned off? <laughs> that, was, that was exactly what I thought it would be. Seriously. Oh, and then we can get to Megan the Stallion's part. Gobble me, swallow me, drip down the side of me. Quick, jump out. Four, you let me get before you... Jesus, I would hate it when people rap the way they type. Uh, quick, jump out. For you, let you get inside of me. Mm-hmm. I tell him where to put it. Never tell him where I'm about to be. I run down on him for I have a N-word running me. Take your bite. Bite your lip. Uh, well, it doesn't rhyme very much. Just that. I, I don't want to be a stickler. <laughs> it's the here, way but. they say it. It makes it seem like it rhymes, maybe. Well, this is the thing, right? There's certain things I can't do. I mean, I read the news every morning. If I read the news like Megan the Stallion raps, it would be a holy disaster. In any case. It's intense. So the music video, in case you're wondering, it almost makes it seem like it's happening at uh, a brothel of sorts, but they don't make it that obvious. But I got to say, this is going to sound so weird. The set design in this music video should get an award. Sure. Like, it's actually really well done in terms of the, the set, the props, uh, the outfits are fucking great. Yep. Like what Kylie Jenner is wearing in this, and by the way, there's cameos including Kylie Jenner in the video, and and lots of other artists. By the way, they wanted to get a bunch of females on on camera on this one. Anyway, what she's wearing, I fucking buy that for mm-hmm. a fun night. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. But anyway, um, the video is out there. Scott, just get, I think the way you did it is probably my favorite. But if you want to hear a mediocre version of that song, check out Cardi B and Make the Sun again. Like I said, I don't mind stuff like that. I my playlist is is all over the map like i have everything from eminem to phil collins to garth brooks right over to uh some uh funk stuff like i'm i'm all over the map so i'd add this one to my playlist probably yeah if you're a stripper and not already dancing to this song you're not doing it right this is going to be an anthem in the peeler bars it has to be there's no way it won't be but you can also expect this, if clubs ever reopen, to be a huge club anthem. Sure. I mean, this is going to be the whole fucking make it rain, bottles popping, shoot your shot shit that, that people go nuts for. This will be the, well, it's midnight and nobody's dancing, so I should play a good song. That'll be the one that gets all the ladies on the dance floor. Sure. Um, if I may, too, because we had a couple of pieces of new music, there's a new song by The Weeknd and Juice World, and I... Truth be told, because I have to play them all the fucking time, I don't like The weekend that much. No. I'm not a big weekend fan, but this new song with Juice World, I'm actually really into. And maybe it's just because I like Juice World quite a bit, kind of like his songs with Drake. I like the Drake part of it. But with The weekend, I actually don't mind his part in it. So anyway, if you are looking for new music to add to your playlist after you finish the podcast, of course, this song is called Smile. Uh, it was Juice World's uh, team, if you will, that put this out. He, of course, died back in December. It was apparently a dream of his to work with The weekend, So The weekend made that happen posthumously, which is kind of neat. <sighs> There's a doll out. And it's from the movie Trolls World Tour, I think, is the last Trolls, right? Trolls World Tour? Trolls World Tour, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a troll doll out, and there's actual legitimate complaints. People wanted this doll pulled from the shelves. And I saw the headline, and I thought to myself, what now, Karen? What problem could you possibly (laughs) have with a doll for girls? Is it that it doesn't have the right hair? Or is it lippy? Does it swear at you? What, What is the fucking problem with this doll? Why is there an issue? 
did a little research on it. Well, these people might actually have a, a point here. This Trolls doll is being accused of promoting inappropriate touching. Because with this little Trolls doll, what you do is you got to lift up her skirt. And then you touch her right in the privates because that's where Hasbro decided to put the button right in the privates. Yeah. So you stick your finger there and she goes, oh, (laughs) or (laughs) this is great. She'll also you touch the button and she'll say, we (laughs) (laughs) this is not a joke. Scott, Cat, when your Cat. husband lifts your dress and touches your button, do you say, wee? <laughs> Scottandcat.ca, we kid you not. I don't understand, though. How do these things pass by? They must go through several individuals before they get sent out. How did someone not see a button right on a troll vag? And I know trolls probably don't have vaginas. They probably don't have parts. But a button right there in between the troll's damn legs saying things. It doesn't even matter what it says. The fact that the button's right there. Why would you? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? You know, I'll tell you why. Pandemic. Nobody's paying attention. Everybody's just fucking around. That was probably somebody on a work from home that got sent the proof and thought, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Didn't even think about it. Now, in Hasbro's defense, they say that it's meant for when the doll sits down. When it sits on its butt, the button gets pressed and it goes, oh, or wee. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's still bad that's still not that great it's not it's a terrible idea there was any other part of the body you could have put the button on you didn't have to put it right between her legs and make you lift the skirt and spread her legs to press the button i think a troll orgasm might have been in the lyrics to the new cardi b Megan <laughs> Stallion. if i'm not mistaken <laughs> that's great uh are we at war with America? I think we are. I think that, but are they at war with everybody or are we just get having, like, as it were, the special target of the week, I feel like, in this case? Well, here's what's going on. President Trump, and he's been threatening this for a while, has reimposed a tariff on Canadian aluminum. He signed a proclamation yesterday that put back in place a 10% tariff. He says, and I quote, Canada was taking advantage of us as usual. He was at the Whirlpool factory in Ohio, and he was talking about his record of defending American workers. The Aluminum Association of Canada said last week that exports in question fell 16% in June, 40% in July, as the system was starting to rebalance amid the pandemic. Listen, I don't know if we were taking advantage of them or not. I don't know if we are screwing them on softwood lumber or not, because they have one story. We have another story. But I think this has everything to do with the fact that Trump doesn't like our prime minister. Yeah. Uh, Trudeau has been caught twice now talking shit about Trump when Trump's not in the room. Twice this has happened. Both of them at G summits. The man holds a van like the man holds a bad grudge. And I think we all know this. Does it have to do with it? Yeah. Same reason why he might ban TikTok as of possibly like Saturday is what I heard. I think he's going to give him 45 days to get a deal done, but that could change at any moment. He's also mad at China. In this case, I I think he's just looking for cheap political points. But the fact that it puts Canada in a weird spot. um, Yeah, I'm sure that's a a great undesired consequence or unintended consequence. I don't think what he's I, I really don't think he realizes this is really just going to make the prime minister look better. 
So if his goal is to screw with Trudeau, which I think at least partially it was, Canadians are going to get Canadian proud. Oh, really? You want to put a tariff on our aluminum? Trudeau's already said, all right, well, we're going to match them dollar for dollar. We'll put uh, tariffs on their shit. Listen, I like being able to buy stuff on Amazon and have it come here and not have to pay a duty. I like the fact that if I decided to sell something, I could export it to America and I don't have to charge more because there's a duty. I like the free flow of goods back and forth. In fact, I'm one of the people who kind of wishes I could go down there right now because I think there are certain places that are safe, especially if we take certain precautions. However, we're not going to win this one. If if the Americans say, hey, we're going to put tariffs on Canadian aluminum, and we say, oh, yeah, screw you. We're going to put tariffs on uh, American beer. Right. Well, the only people who are really going to suffer there are Canadians who enjoy drinking a, a Sam Adams or a, I don't know, Bush Light or something like that. Hmm. It, we also don't buy nearly as much from them as they buy from us. So I, I don't think that this is going to work out in our favor. But either way, it'll be a story where Don and Justin can fight it out. Yep. Good for them. And they will. And by the way, as we do this podcast, um, Doug Ford, Dougie Ford is making comments on it. Oh, is he? Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, in a way, I know that Ford really has nothing to do with it. He's the premier of Ontario, not the prime minister of the country. I, I kind of want to see how much progress Ford could make talking to Trump. Yeah. See hey, you're right. In, in the room together. Well, they do have some things in common. I mean, I know that they disagree politically. However, um, the, both of them are older white gentlemen who have both sworn off alcohol. Neither of them drinks. Uh, it would be a very uh, interesting conversation to yeah. to eavesdrop on. Absolutely. Ford and Trump? Eh, I don't know. I also have a feeling that Doug is really holding back right now during the pandemic. He's he's trying to be empathetic, and I believe he truly does care. And I think he takes it personally yeah. anytime somebody dies from coronavirus. But I also think he's dying to unload. He's probably got some pent-up anger from some of the attacks that have been launched on him that he's dying to get out. I could see him flat-out telling Trump to go fuck himself or something like that. <laughs> it might end badly for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's very possible that it might. Uh, is there anything else we have to cover in this podcast? I said I wanted to keep it light today. Yeah. And we'll, no, I we'll, mean, I think we covered uh, quick too. I think we covered everything. We should let our awesome uh, podcast listeners and subscribers, by the way, thank you so much, not only for listening, but for those who hit that subscribe button. We appreciate it. Um, we will have, uh, we have a special podcast coming out on Monday, right? Yeah. So we're going to be off on Mondays for the rest of the summer. Well, there's only three more Mondays after this one anyway, but nonetheless, we're going to be off on Mondays. Just an easy way to to get caught up and recharge before the big radio ratings begin in September. So Monday, there will be the best of summer so far from our FM radio show on 91.5 The Beat. There you go. Cool. Have a great weekend, everybody. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.